and welcome to our first summer podcast where we'll be talking through the role that social media plays in relation to employment. To talk us through this topic today, I'm joined by Clarkson Wright and Jake's partner and head of employment, Judith Curran. Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp and Instagram are just a few of an ever-increasing number of social media platforms at our disposal. Used positively, social media can help businesses promote their goods or services, whilst users can connect and share ideas and experiences in real time. Unfortunately though, over the last few years, we have seen an increase in social media cases at employment tribunals, involving everything from employees posting derogatory comments about their employer to sharing offensive content and even as far as cyberbullying. I think recently we have seen some examples of high profile individuals being dropped or dismissed due to social media posts such as the England cricket player who was recently suspended when historical racist and alleged sexist tweets surfaced. But even more recently um, we've seen it with the abhorrent online abuse aimed at some of our English football players after that exit from the Euro 2020 competition. So to get us started and to pose some interesting questions, should all businesses have a social media policy? And if so, what should it contain to protect both the business and its employees? Hi, Chris and Jeff. Good to be here again. Yeah, absolutely. All employers, regardless of their size, should have a social media policy. There's no legal definition of social media, but it means the use of internet-based applications on computers, tablets, and smartphones to connect and interact with people, share content, information using text, photos, or videos. And as we know, and as you mentioned, there's a wide range of social media sites, which include both social and professional networks, communities, blogs, web forums, and user ratings, review services. And as you mentioned, popular platforms include Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, but there are many more. So organisations have found social media to be a really useful marketing and business development tool for the products and services. Employers will often require their employees to be active on social media, for instance, with LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram all being ways to showcase company products or services as well as social and charitable activities for an employer as well. Um, Employees may, as part of their job, be representing themselves in a professional capacity as an extension of the employer. Outside of work, employees use social media accounts in their own personal capacity, such as Facebook or Twitter, and it will still be relevant to an employer because sometimes employees mention their employer or their work in their own personal posts. And that's where a problem arises, especially if a post by an employee brings a company into disrepute. And examples of that will be trolling or bullying, which would be a concern for an employer, Um, threats made online or abuse online, as you mentioned earlier, are criminal offences, as well as being sort of bullying, harassment um, and potentially discrimination. So many employers feel, though, that they can't seek to interfere with an employee's um, use of social media, but that isn't the case. If an employer finds that an employee is engaged in unacceptable conduct on social media, such as trolling, cyberbullying, or engaged in activity which might conflict with an organisation's values, um, such as controversial comments being made or retweeted, uh, shared or going viral, reaching a mass audience, Um, it can, of course, cause serious damage to an organisation's business and reputation. Making derogatory comments about a company's business or company itself or 
its employees or customers, then an employer has to have a social media policy in place in order to be able to take disciplinary action or to dismiss an employee for social media related misconduct. Employers could also have liability for comments or statements made uh, by an employee on a social media account. And a policy can also try to balance those strong views and make it safe for employees um, to express stronger held, sorry, strongly held views um, in a non-aggressive or non-offensive way. And policies would also set out provisions for training which could help with that. Um, a social media policy is recommended to set out guidelines for the use of social media by employees and to include what is acceptable and not acceptable at work and also what is acceptable or not on the employee's private social media accounts which are used outside of normal working time. The policy should give clear guidance um, on what employees can say and not say about an employer's organisation. The aim of the policy is to protect the company's reputation and to prevent online bullying and harassment. So a policy should make it clear what activity it covers. For example, if you're using a business account, the company will want to ensure that no sensitive or confidential information is disclosed online by an employee using that account. And when using personal accounts, it should the policy should also say uh, what kind of information should or should not be uh, put on there. An employer should try and find a balance between the employee's rights to privacy and freedom of expression against their own competing rights, um, or sorry, business interests and their own reputation. It's useful to outline the consequences of misuse of social media and the impact on the business. Um, that should be set out in a policy and employees can be asked not to represent their own views as being associated with or linked to the employer especially if employees link their personal accounts to the employer um, by mentioning, for instance, that they work at the employer's business on their own accounts. In a policy, employers can request um, employees to adjust their privacy settings on personal accounts as well. And employees are often asked to put a disclaimer on their own personal accounts. And you often see it online. Many people use the words, views are my own. But that isn't a fail-safe protection for an employer who could still have liability for the conduct of an employee online, especially if that employee includes details of their job um, or of the employer on their account. And for that reason, many employers ask employees not to have company details on their own accounts at all. It's also really important to set out in any policy the consequences for an employee who make derogatory comments online or who breach the policy um, which in some cases can result in dismissal. It is particularly important to do that because employment tribunals have found in the past that in order to be able to discipline or dismiss an employee for social media related reasons, then the employer must have a clear social media policy setting out do's and don'ts. And critically, which is also linked in with your other policies, such as bullying, harassment, internet, email and communications policies, privacy, data protection, and any rules or regulations on conduct generally that the company might have. Employers who don't have this in place already and who then go on to dismiss an employee for conduct on social media will be deemed to have unfairly dismissed that employee in the absence of a policy which should form part of a bundle of policies about conduct and behaviour. 
So a social media policy is a must-have to regulate how your company uh, deals with social media accounts and how they're used online, as well as making it clear to employees what your expectation of their conduct online is, even if it's during their own time outside of work using their own accounts. Thanks, Judith. Um, just following on from what we've been talking about in terms of having the social media policy, best practice, um, and also what to do with with employees who misuse social media. Um, should an employer be monitoring the employee's social media activities? And, and if so, what action should be taken if, if an employee was to be found making disparaging remarks about the business? Yeah, many employers will want to monitor employees' conduct for a variety of reasons, mainly to guard their reputation, but as well, it's often used as a sort of wider part of monitoring performance and productivity. Um, Employers should, however, be careful not to breach the terms of trust and confidence with an employee. And you also need to be mindful of the employee's rights under the European Convention on Human Rights for respect for private and family life. Employees do have legitimate expectations of privacy and they will have a degree of privacy um, in their work life also. So it's very much about finding the balance between the needs of the employer and the needs and rights of the employee. If as an employer you do choose to monitor, then you must have a policy that outlines the nature of the monitoring and provide that to your employees. So, for example, if personal use of work computers, for example, was going to be monitored, then you need to identify that in the policy. Or if there were going to be random checks to identify excessive usage of, say, Facebook during working time, or accessing or viewing the course of offensive material or other non-work-related matters, then all of that needs to be set out within a monitoring and communications policy. If you have that in place and you do then find that an employee made disparaging remarks about you, your business, and something that brings your business or company into disrepute, then you can deal with them in the normal way. Um, An employee should be uh, required to immediately delete the offensive comments Um, An employer should always take screenshots of that information just to have for evidence in any sort of subsequent disciplinary matters. But you can suspend the employee and you can take disciplinary action against them in the usual way. Ideally, your employee will have been provided with a policy on social media. And if your organisation is able to provide it, then it's always useful to have social media training as well. And both of those things really bolster your case as an employer for dismissal or other disciplinary sanction. Employers need to be careful, though, not to jump straight to a dismissal. It should always be investigated um, and the employer should always take into consideration any mitigating circumstances that an employee might give to explain their conduct online. And particularly so if they've previously had good character, they're a long-standing, perhaps good employee with a good disciplinary record, then you need to take all that into consideration and your response needs to be reasonable and proportionate, but sometimes uh, dismissal can be the only option. Okay, so let's talk a bit further about a particular scenario that I think some people might might have heard before, be familiar with. Um, what about if an employee who is off sick and um, has posted pictures of themselves on social media, say, for example, I don't know, Alton Towers? Mm. Does the employer have the right to discipline this employee? And if so, would this constitute a dismissal? It's always a really tricky one to answer because it does really depend on the reasons why the employee is off sick. For example, if the employee was off sick with mental health issues, and we know that mental health is now the highest cause of absence from work in the UK, 
that medical advice generally is that people with mental health problems try to sort of continue and live as normal a life as possible. A person absent from work with long-term sickness can still take and use their annual leave. An employee who's off with mental health issues, it doesn't mean that they can't still enjoy time out on the weekend, for example. So it's much easier with a physical injury, for instance, someone signed off with a bad back or a fracture, then you really don't expect to see them on a on a roller coaster in a theme park. So disciplinary action or dismissal sort of very much depends on the reasons why the employee is off in the first place. But it is possible to rely on social media postings as a reason for a disciplinary meeting. And as you say, being informed of somebody who is off sick on a roller coaster in a theme park, you know, you can use that kind of evidence to investigate and have a disciplinary meeting if you need to. Again, it's being reasonable and proportionate and considering any mitigating circumstances before a decision is reached. Um, employers must ensure as well that in looking online or looking at somebody's Facebook postings, that they don't breach data protection rules when they're inspecting um, an employee's private social media account for their own purposes. And again, this should be um, in place in an internet email or communications policy and also set out in your data protection policy that ex explicitly sets out that the company may monitor private and work-related social media accounts. An employer must still have a legitimate interest to inspect private accounts, so monitoring inspect or inspection must be proportionate. And it's also worth noting that an employee who has an open public account would have a, a lower expectation of privacy on that account than, say, an employee whose privacy settings have been switched on. Okay, brilliant. So this time, let's turn our attention to the responsibility of the employer. Here's a question for you, Judy. It's come to light, for example, that an employee is bullying a colleague over social media outside of the workplace. So is this something that an employer needs to deal with? And if so, how? Yeah, again, I think it's a tricky issue to resolve. But yes, an employer should take action if it becomes aware of an employee bullying another employee, even if that's over social media and completely outside of the workplace, outside of working time. Social media policies do generally include exactly this kind of scenario, this kind of behaviour, and any complaints should be taken very seriously. The employer is under an obligation to take steps to prevent further acts of bullying and harassment, and it should be treated, and any complaint should be treated as if it was taking place within the workplace. Um, the final question is probably more related to recruitment managers, online managers, or certainly managers who have responsibility for the hiring process. So can an employer look through a candidate's social media to use as a determining factor within the recruitment or hiring process? Social media, so it's, it's commonly used now for recruitment and employers will often want to have a look at a candidate's online activity or business social media accounts before they sort of go through their process and make job offers. There are, however, fairly limited grounds on which an employer can inspect a candidate's personal or business social media accounts and just because the account is a public one doesn't mean that it's acceptable for the employer to inspect it for recruitment purposes or to obtain information from those accounts for screening or profiling purposes. Employers should only really review candidates' online information if it's necessary for sort of two reasons. And the first being that it's necessary to review information about a candidate on social media 
in order to assess risks um, maybe that there might be for the candidate in a specific job function. And secondly, that the candidate um, is correctly informed through a data privacy notice or that it's included within the job advert that monitoring will take place or inspection of online activity will take place. So also be mindful that the candidate can usually see who has viewed their profile or online information and that if that information was to disclose a protected characteristic that isn't mentioned by the candidate in their job application, which the candidate is not obliged to do, then an employer does create a potential risk if that um, application isn't processed or progressed due to perhaps discriminatory grounds. So, for example, if a search of a candidate on social media shows that the candidate had a disability and that then made the employer decide not to proceed, but the candidate hadn't previously um, identified that in an application, it's open then to the candidate to allege that that's the only reason that their application did not progress and that would constitute claims for discrimination because, again, the candidate doesn't need to be um, employed at all in order to still be able to make those types of claims. So the employer should be cautious in using online searches for profiling or screening purposes. Absolutely, that should be made clear to candidates during the recruitment process that's going to happen and being careful. Okay, thanks, Judith. Some really good guidance there in terms of how to avoid the pitfalls of social media within an employment setting. To sum up this podcast... So whilst many people believe that not enough is being done by the social media companies themselves to to police content and also stamp out online abuse, we've heard today that employers also have a responsibility to act and protect the well-being of their employees. In addition, we've heard that it's imperative that employers protect their reputation and also act quickly and decisively should any evidence arise that an employee may be bringing that reputation into disrepute. So let's leave it there for today. Um, on behalf of myself and Judith, we hope you found this summer podcast helpful and it gives you an idea of how to manage social media as it relates to employment matters. As we say on all of our podcasts, as ever, we aim to give general information on important topics facing UK businesses where more complex or complex issues arise. We would always suggest um, in the first instance seeking specialist legal advice. We have published a number of other podcasts and if you haven't already done so, you can head over to our website and listen to them all holding content about issues faced by UK businesses today. So that's it from us. Thanks for listening and we hope you join us next time.